Hello, welcome to the Mediocre Takes podcast, the podcast where we talk about our mediocre takes on the shows and movies we watch. I'm Marco and I'm here with my co-host Mel. How are you doing, Mel? I'm gonna have to pee in like 10 minutes. Okay, I'll eat something new with you. Today we're going to be talking about Infinity Train, but before we do that, I just want to say thank you so much because we recently hit over 100 listens. We're currently at 118 listens, so it's just great. We're really appreciative. Our most popular episode has to be the has-been hotel pilot episode it's gotten 36 listens yeah that makes sense also i would like to recommend a drinking game for all you people of age take a shot every time i make a mistake i literally just listened to our episode our last episode where we talked about shows that we finished i made another mistake yeah if you want to become an alcoholic binge listen to our episodes and uh take shots every time i fuck up anyways thank you so much it's great that we we started this podcast in the first place and it got this far. We're going to go ahead and move on to talking about the first season of Infinity Train now. We start this episode with Tulip, our main character, talking about the fact that she's going to a coding camp with a friend. Tulip goes home and starts coding while eating an onion, which is gross. She learns she can't go to the camp because, because her dad planned a work trip the day she was supposed to go to camp. Tulip and her mom get into a fight. Tulip decides to run away to the camp when she sees a train taking her to Oshkosh, which is where the camp takes place. She wakes up in a snowy place. She meets one one and one one asks her if she's her mom. She realizes she's on a big train. She sees someone leave the train and gets confused and runs away from the train. That's when a giant cockroach monster attacks Tulip and she runs from them. She goes into the train car when the bug literally starts to take the life out of her. Like it's sucking her life energy or something like that. It's it's really whack. She manages to escape and decides to find the conductor. And the episode ends with her wanting to get off the train. First off, I want to say I loved how the background Backgrounds look like paintings, like when we um see her getting off the bus with her friend and she's walking to her house and then when she is also running away and she finds the train, we get these amazing like painted backgrounds and it just looks so cute. I'm a huge fan of contrast between the characters and their backgrounds. For example, in The Amazing World of Gumball, they have these, you know, cartoon and CGI characters and then they'll use real life photos for the background something about the background reminds me of like these picture books i read as a kid i don't know what it's called but they also have this like slight grain filter so you'll occasionally see like white or black specks that you'd usually see on like an old film reel i vibe with it so hard here's a life hack to uh, all the parents and future parents out there get a divorce before your kid has a conscious or else they'll resent you for that for the unforeseeable future my parents separated right after i was born and i hate them for a lot of things but separating is not one of them the soundtrack is amazing i'm a sucker for synth it's really good at creating an eerie and unknown sort of vibe one one has like one of the best introductions because their first lines basically sums up both of their personalities perfectly because bad one says are you my mom and sadly he's british but like his whole thing is that like he's just trying to find his mom sad one is also looking for his mom but he's also really depressing and when tulip says no sad one is like so you've come to bring me the sweet release of death the outside of the train the first time we see it it reminds me so much of courage the cowardly dog it just looks so dingy and desolate and it made me feel icky 
and I loved it. I love how creative the car chains are. Like I mentioned in the pilot review, they get really creative during the TV show. One One's character is great and I love him so much. I like his two personalities and they add a lot to the story. I don't like family turmoil or conflict in my shows. This might be me, but when I heard them arguing, I couldn't help but cringe a bit. I like it, but at the same time, it makes me kind of uncomfortable. I find the cockroach monster to be really interesting. They suck out the life of people, and I want to know why they do that stuff. We learn more about them later, but I feel like we don't learn enough about them because I'm left wanting to know more. Okay, episode 2. We cut to a compilation of Tulip and One One going through trains. Tulip's number goes down by, by one, and she thinks that means that she's going to die because One One tells her that the cat a character who we're introduced to in this episode and a water thing called randall talk about using a pipe to make donut holers she's basically just punching holes in pipes and be like here it's a donut holer tulip and the cat talk and she realizes she won't die if her number goes down they make a deal to fix the cat's ship in order to talk to the conductor in exchange for one one they go into the water to search for a replacement gear cat and one one leave, but Tulip starts to feel bad because she just wants to get off the train, but she feels bad for abandoning one one. Randall and Tulip go after one one and the cat. One one and Tulip make up, and the cat says you'll regret this because she ruins the ship again. I love Randall. He's great and fun. Again, really creative designs for this show. A bunch of talking water is a unique choice for a character. Also, I'm wondering, is everything in the water society Randall or are they all different people? Because they all sound like Randall. So I think that's the case, but at the same time, it's kind of weird. I like the beginning part of the episode where Tulip is doing the word search and One One is writing all over it with things like One One and Tulip Forever and stuff like that. Cat is such a girl boss charming characters that manipulate others to get their way is like one of my favorite character types for women i hate when men are like that i like how they show tulip's turmoil with her decision by having the conversation between her and randall i like how we get to see her thought process from trying to justify her decision give away one one to being like damn i gotta get him back uh it's a small scene but i really like it i'm not sure if you noticed it but while tulip was apologizing to one one you get a glimpse of her hand and you actually see that the number went down to 109 yeah so that was the second scene that i saw her number go down and it was pretty easy for me when i first watched this to realize that like the number goes lower as you kind of like like grow as a person and acknowledge your faults and stuff so i picked up sort of the premise of this show pretty quick okay so episode three tulip's number goes down to 109 and although i didn't notice it mal just mentioned that it was because she saved one one but i didn't know that and we followed them going through another compilation of train cars we meet atticus the leader of corginia which is the train car they're in tulip and one one see a shadow monster and they hide in one of the houses and she learns about the shadow monster ever since it showed up the water has risen and ruined the city together they decide to face the shadow monster including atticus the shadow monster ends up being a spider but they realize that the water still isn't going down tulip's number doesn't change and she gets mad we are introduced to the real monster who looks extremely hard to animate there are so many lines on the monster that it looks difficult to animate one one tried talking to the monster and the monster tells tulip to return to your seat the monster leaves after seeing one one and tulip's number goes down and they stop the water from running as we've said before in our episode where we looked at the pilot for this show episode three is 
basically the pilot, which I think is really interesting because this episode is literally, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but it's literally the breaking news, rising ocean levels, threatened friends, corgi meme. And I don't know which came first, the meme or the pilot, but I like to think that the creator saw this meme and was like, I know what our pilot should be about. We get our first look at the Stuart, which is creepy as fuck and gives major Karen vibes. We also, once again, get to see the pattern of Tulip being stubborn, getting frustrated, being calmed down, and then finding a solution. Uh, but this time, she considers Atticus's words and changes how she's going to approach future cards. Although she's still a little stuck in her ways and she does try to find a more analytical way of figuring out what to do. But that's something that she struggles with basically throughout this whole season. Something I want to point out is that this show starts showing signs that is going to get darker in this episode. I mean, it shows the darkness in the first episode when Tulip gets mad at her mom, but it also shows a touch of darkness when they hurt the dog. I saw someone say it was kind of funny when they hurt the dog, and I was like, oh my god. It's something I wasn't expecting when I first watched it, but I appreciate it as we go forward. In this episode, Tulip learns about patience, which I can appreciate. I like how they make the character growth in this show slow, but manage to make it work well. So episode 4. Tulip's number is still stuck at 101. Tulip finds a door, but they don't know how to get into it. She realizes she has to sing in order to open a door because some kind of creature tells her that. She starts singing songs but can't find a song that works for the door. Then there's a compilation of Atticus talking about some story while Tulip makes a ladder. And when she finishes making the ladder, she realizes the door is locked. So she spent all that time doing nothing. She realizes she needs to sing a song about dancing, which is a song that she used to sing when she was on road trips that really stuck with her because it was a family song. She sings the song and a giant monster comes to unlock the door and her number goes down. I really like one one song. He does like a little robot song and then in reply, there's just a, a connection error which I find to be funny. This is probably my least favorite episode out of season one. I still like it because we learn about Tulip as a character, even though barely anything happens. Honestly, I'm pretty sure this is just a filler episode, so I guess it's okay. And I like Atticus's story. Like I said, the cart before the crystal car, it's like the Italy car or something. She approached that cart with more patience, but after she leaves, she still tries to see the science behind it. And like we can see that she's been trying to analyze the cards. This cart was basically that one Adventure Time episode where they have to sing a song from the heart to open the door, uh, which is one of my favorite Adventure Time episodes. This episode, not much did happen, but I do want to say that giant crystal thing that used its tiny little key to open the door was one of the cutest things in the world. But yeah, not much happened in this episode. Something interesting happens in the beginning of episode 5 in the sense that we learn that the train cars can move around. One of the train cars switches places with another. It turns out that this car is the cat's car and while Tulip and friends try to leave the car, the cat stops them. Cat purposefully knocks over a bunch of tapes and it turns out one of the tapes has Tulip's name on it. Tulip finds herself in some kind of memory world where she can see all of her memories and we have a compilation of all her happy memories. Something goes wrong when she sees a memory of herself putting a blanket on nobody. She realizes all of her memories aren't like she remembers them. Like her parents having a divorce and we learn her parents told her that they were getting a divorce in the best way they could possibly think of. She's forced out of the memory and leaves before seeing the monster and, and together the cat and the monster make a deal to find Tulip again. So this is the first episode where we see carts move places and this is where we get down to the nitty gritty, the drama of it all, the angst. And this episode reminded me a 
just a little bit of Coraline in the way that I relate a lot of things to a lot of things, but this sort of reminded me of that in the way that Tulip was sort of given this better version of her life in an attempt for someone to trap her in there. I really like how the memory of her parents discussing their separation was so overly exaggerated at first with her parents turning into demons and them being surrounded by fire and like the the flying evil dog that came out of nowhere and was like divorce i think it's really easy as a kid and a teen to feel like when things do change around you it's like the worst possible thing that could happen and i love how they were able to take that and like visualize it and animate those emotions i really like that scene where they where they show what actually happened during the divorce i like how tulip is like breaking pieces of paper and like trying to act like everything's okay but she's clearly not okay i also really like how you know how you were talking about how we basically learn that when she's doing better her number goes down well the cat basically tells us that because the cat says your number is going down the train must think you're doing good and so we learn that basically whenever the number goes down that's a good thing i really like this episode overall when it came to like the memories and how she realized how her memories were fake like i think tulip is shown to be a strong character and this does happen again later in one of the other seasons something like this similar happens and i really like how these memories are explored so episode six they get into one of the train cars and one one starts acting strangely one one starts fixing stuff and tulip stops him one one starts react poorly to the unfinished car they decide to stay in the unfinished car for a little bit one one and tulip start cleaning the unfinished car one one continues to fix the car but everyone isn't happy about that and everyone starts getting in danger because of that tulip tries to stop one one but one one is convinced that, that they don't know the car is broken and so he needs to fix it tulip stops one one from fixing the car by telling him that it's not his fault and the car is just like that and that he has to live with it and the episode ends with them leaving so it seems like at the end of the episode one one resets himself i didn't notice it until now but he makes a noise and he says he's one one again and it seems like his bad reaction caused him to reset himself and during the beginning of the episode he also seemed like he reset himself because there was these like flashing colors in his face we never learn why he does that it's probably because he was having a bad reaction to the unfinished car Tulip was too afraid to like her number which i kind of like i think my favorite scene in this is the tortoise detective guy was talking to someone on a corded phone that wasn't connected to anything and i like how almost every character has helped tulip process something about herself in like some way i think yeah that is something that continues to happen throughout this season and i really like it okay so episode seven we follow tulip as she goes into the chrome car she notices her reflection isn't moving and her reflection says she says the way she needs to open the door is for her mirror self to open the door instead of her mirror tulip says she's not going to switch back because she wants to be free and wants to explore the world on her own i'm gonna call her mt from now on because that's the name she goes by for the rest of the episode mirror one one says that they called her reflection enforcement or the flex on mt the flex shop and they say they're basically going to kill mt and tulip doesn't take that well tulip unlocks the door and runs away from mt mt escapes using a mirror tulip has and together they escape mt and tulip decide to split ways and mt tells tulip that only what tulip thinks matters and not what the train thinks and she doesn't need the glove tulip takes off the glove and the number goes down to three this is probably my favorite episode because we get 
to meet MT, who ends up being the protagonist for season two of this show. She's my favorite character as well. I find the mirror car to be so unique. Again, the train cars are different and interesting, and I really love it. The flex and the way the entire mirror system works is really interesting as well. Yeah, I loved how they foreshadowed the use of the Swiss army knife at the beginning of the episode and how it conveniently had a mirror that would come in handy later on. I personally hated the idea of this episode because I have an irrational fear of mirrors and reflections. The cops suck major wieners in this episode. They're big pooper scoopers as per usual. I love Mirror Tulip. I just love how angry she is and I love how tired of Tulip's shit she is and I also love how in this season we get to see characters that end up getting their own season. Have you seen that one horror movie about the mirrors? Where they kill people? No. Why would I? I think that would make it life significantly worse for me. <laughs> I watched it as a kid and it gave me nightmares. I think the closest I've got to watching like weird mirror related horror is us. And that didn't even have anything to do with mirrors. It had more so to do with what fucking demon clones that just copy whatever the fuck you do underground. Okay, episode 8. We follow Tulip and friends as they go into a ball pit car. They meet a talking stuffed rabbit and together they go to put away a moving jiggly thing. In the background of the episode you can see the monster moving, the steward to be exact. They put the jiggly thing back in its place and decide to take it with them. That's when they hear a thump and the steward appears. They have a fight with the steward. She meets the conductor who tells Tulip that she tried to help Tulip but Tulip rejected her and attacked the steward. The cat is told to go after 1-1 and the conductor ends up shooting the place down where 1-1 and the cat was. The conductor says to stop or else and then she kills Atticus by turning him into a cockroach monster. The cockroach monster attacks Tulip and Tulip traps him in a cone thing. So this episode was like the tipping point for the show like this is where shit gets real for realsies fucking hate the steward and its long metallic limbs it's basically the worst version of no face this is the worst episode when i first watched this i watched it with my four-year-old niece when it first came out on cartoon network so we had to wait a week for the next episode it was very hard to explain to her what was going on because we finished the episode and she literally she literally turned towards me with a sad look on her face and I was like how do I explain what just happened to her so this episode very bad vibes I hate when bad things happen to animals i know that you know spoiler it gets reversed but like i was so heartbroken it's fucked up what happens to atticus but it's really dark and i love it rip atticus i didn't notice until recently that the conductor basically tries to kill the cat which is really fucked up like i was not expecting that at all this episode is all fun and games until the conductor shows up and it's really sad what happens to them episode 9 this episode starts right where we left off tulip is about to leave before the cat stops her and tells her that there's still a way to save Atticus and the answer is in a tape. Tulip watches the tape. We get a memory of a few kids in school and two kids in particular. We follow the two kids as they're graduating. 
Then we follow them as they're calling for a taxi. Then we follow them as they get married. Then we follow one of them as Chuup realizes one of them died. Then we see Amelia, the conductor, get on the train. Something to point out is that she was going on top of the school and it seemed like she was going on top of the school to commit die. At least that's my theory because it seems like the train shows up whenever someone is about to do a bad decision in their life. It shows up when Chuup is running away. And in later seasons, we find out the train shows up for similar reasons as well. Tulip realizes that Amelia is just like her and is stuck on the train. Apparently there was a different conductor until Amelia took over. She realizes she can turn Adib Kiss back to normal by using the cannon. The episode ends with Tulip's number going down to zero and her getting her door but she decides to leave in order to save Atticus and they find a way to get to the engine. Something I notice is that they kind of subverted expectations here by making us think that the conductor was the husband instead of it being Amelia. I think it's great that they did this. I'm not at all surprised that the antagonist of the story is a straight British person. I really like the theatrics of, of Kat. I don't know why, but for some reason, these writers are always making Kat and Kat-adjacent characters flirty or sensual, like Catwoman from DC Comics and Catra from She Ran the Princesses of Power, but only in like season five. I don't know why they do this, but like the voice actress for Kat... I don't know. She's like flirty. I'm not a furry. The real proof that Tulip has changed as a person is her staying to help Atticus instead of leaving after she finally got down to zero and her door opened. Really love that for her. I think that was like the most important part of this episode. So episode 10. This episode starts with them getting into the beginning of the train car. Cat leaves and Tulip goes to fight the conductor. Twinlin goes to find a way to stop the conductor while Tulip keeps fighting. Tulip realizes that Amelia built the, the car with turtles in it. It turns out Amelia is trying to make a car of her old life so she can live with her husband again but there are turtles that keep on showing up. Amelia asks if Tulip would make a car where her parents are still together but she realizes that would mean living a lie. One one finds his mom and he turns out to be the conductor. Atticus is turned back to normal. Tulip tells Amelia that they have to move on but Amelia's number is too high and she'll be on the train forever. Tulip tells her she can still try. The episode ends with Tulip leaving and Tulip no longer has a reflection. I find it a bit silly that they decide to have one one not mention the entire time that he's the real conductor. Even though they left us clues, it was kind of dumb. We weren't straight up told. Maybe they should have made it so that like one one didn't remember he was the conductor or something like that. Because I feel like it should have been kind of obvious. I don't know. I actually think it makes sense that one one didn't mention it because he's just a big old goofball. Like I feel like it really does make sense. So on Amelia's computer, we get to see two of the main characters of the third season. Didn't really do much research surrounding shows I watch. I wonder if they put them there on purpose or if they drew inspiration from them when they got greenlit for a third season. Amelia is... I will say this, she is a queen for saying, oh dear, no dog and no parents. That was a girl boss moment. Understand that they only got 11 minutes for each episode, but the ending felt a little abrupt for me. Like even I wasn't ready to leave Atticus in 1-1. I did some reflecting and I don't think I would ever get my exit door. I am too much of an angry and resentful person and I hate changing. I don't think I'd get worse 
worse. I don't think my number would get bigger, but I do think I'd stay at like a healthy 57. I think they already did have the two characters planned out because the creator, Owen Dennis, basically has all eight seasons plus the movie planned out already. He did a Q&A where basically he basically pointed down what each season would be about like one of them would be about like what if you never gone off the train i have you, a question you're raising what, your hand. do we do we get le- would we get lesbians did he say anything about lesbians i don't think so this is something we could get into next season but i'm pretty sure he wanted to make mirror tulip non-binary or something like that but he wasn't allowed to um and there's this one video like your favorites trans um this one creator made and basically explaining that Owen Dennis could have made Hero to the Trans, but like didn't. Yeah, cartoon censorship, we all know. Overall, this is a really great season. I only have one gripe with it, which is 1 1. Love the trauma train. This was a great show. One of the last good ones Cartoon Network has made. I really like the premise. I think they did a good job at fitting as much as they could in 10, 11 minute episodes without it feeling too rushed. Like I said before, I love the animation, specifically the background art. I can only hope we get something like this in the future, but I doubt it. I feel like cartoons are sort of going through a dark age right now, especially with what's happening with like Warner, but I'll try to stay optimistic. It's a little hard right now. Again, it's a real shame that they canceled this show because Owen Dennis, the creator of Infinity Train, had a movie and four more seasons of this shit. And it could have been amazing. For those of you who don't know, basically, because of the Warner merger, Infinity Train is no longer available on HBO Max and you can no longer stream it anywhere legally. Um, So that your only way to watch it is by buying it. Well, this is one of my headcanons or theories. But basically, one of the creators of, of Infinity Train mentioned that by taking out their IPs from streaming service, they're no longer getting paid for healthcare. So it's like their way of not paying them. Wow. Yeah, it's really bad. Anyways, you guys, those are our thoughts on Infinity Train Season 1. If you want to send us a voice message on Anchor, there's a link below in the description. We also have social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at MidTakesPod. That will also be in the description. And that's everything. So goodbye.